So we apologize for that snafu uh, with no cell service. It's easy to get lost in the back rows of West Virginia. Listeners might have noticed nothing if you seamlessly stitched these two pieces together. <laughs> but So we might be apologizing for nothing, or there may have been a technical difficulty that you noticed as we uh, accidentally stopped the recording for a moment. Uh, so uh, what were we talking about, Matt? Uh, we were talking about um, the Blue Ridge Mountains and how they're not actually in West Virginia. And we are actually in the uh, geographic region of the Appalachians known as the Ridge and Valley Range, which is a range that stretches, oh, from North Carolina through Virginia. Actually, I don't, it may start in Virginia, not North Carolina. Virginia, West Virginia, tails out in Pennsylvania. The Appalachian Trail does not go through this part of the range. It actually only goes to the Blue Ridge Mountains before it meets up with uh, the Taconics in New York State. Um, it's it's characterized by very long ridges. Uh, the ridges can extend for miles, um, tens of miles at a time, um, and they're decidedly less peaky uh, than, say, the, the Appalachians that are um, uh, the, the Blue Ridge Mountains that you'll see. Um, you know, where like Mount Mitchell is in, uh, in North Carolina or like Great Smokies in, uh, in Tennessee. All right. And then just west of here, uh, there's the Allegheny Mountains, which is really part of a, a we were talking about this yesterday, you know, a bisected plateau. A bisected plateau. Not a dissected, a bisected. Right. So, uh... West Virginia, did we decide, is, is it a southern state? See, I think there should be a new census-designated region called Appalachia. And you should carve out a whole bunch of states from it, probably starting at Pittsburgh, heading south, you know, include western Maryland. Well, there is a census-designated uh, place called Appalachia that includes parts of New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia. Oh, there is? Virginia. Yeah. Oh. But it's just not a that it's not. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's lots of funding for any region, for any county that's uh, part of. Oh, the, I, okay. The, I'm thinking about like northeast, south, west, midwest. Yeah, but that's just a way of clumping whole states together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here, I'll ask myself the question: Is West Virginia a southern state? And I'll say yes. I'll ask a, another question: Is West Virginia a mid Atlantic state? And I'll I'll say yes. And I'll ask myself another question. Is West Virginia a Midwestern state? And I'll say yes. So West Virginia's kind of got a, a little bit of a lot of different things going on. And it's its own uh, unique, beautiful thing as well. It's beautiful. It's vast. It's curvy. Boy, is it curvy. I say as we drive along a very curvy road. Here's a trivia question for you. So, uh, the survey was done where people were asked what region their state was in, and then they would ask about the neighboring states, what region is the neighboring states in, and one state was not considered to be in the same region as the people in any other state. Does that make sense? What, what state is that? One state... If you ask the people in all the neighboring states of this state, is this state in the same region as you? Nobody said yes. Missouri. Damn it. You may have. You I may, may have, have asked, asked me. I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, that sounds like, you know, banter that we would have had a trivia. Gene McCarthy's Milford Port of Buffalo back in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, Missouri. Because, again, Missouri, is it a southern state? Eh, kinda. Is it a midwestern state? Eh, kinda. Missouri is, a, is the show me state. Is it a plain state? Yeah, kinda. It's, uh, but is it uh, really clearly in any of those categories? No, not really. Missouri. So Missouri is the the flat West Virginia. Uh, there's some there's some rolling hills. There's some I don't know if I call them mountains in Missouri, but there's definitely some rolling hills in the south southeast. I think the right. Ozarks. I think the, the Boston Hills might extend into south southwest southeast Missouri southwest Missouri. Right? The Boston Hills of the Ozarks. I, I think they're yeah, yeah. the the main hills of the Ozarks. And then I believe it's hilly down by Branson too. That's the Boston Hills. Okay. Yeah. Branson, Missouri, the Las Vegas of the, is it the Midwest, the Plains, the South? Nobody really knows. Middle America. Jakob Smirnoff performs there. No snow removal past this point. We are now on what appears to be a National Forest Road, um, and we may be on this road for a while um, as we ascend to Spruce Knob. I think... Our parking area is at 30, no, I think our parking area is at 4,000 feet. Um, Spruce Knob's at 4,800 feet. So it's not like we're, it's not like we're going from sea to summit, um, which might be an argument that West Virginia is not a mid-Atlantic state because it doesn't actually touch the Atlantic. Um, that is actually a turkey. That's a turkey. It's racing us. <laughs> it's racing us along the road. Um, that was not a peafowl, folks. That's a turkey. That was a turkey. Uh, so we're supposed to change subjects every while, and we're supposed to do so organically without drawing attention to You're not to supposed it. to talk about how we're supposed to change subjects, Chris. So, uh, evergreens. What, what, what's going on there? What? Evergreens. Well, yeah. Oh, should I be more organic about it? Yeah, I think, I think that's a really I, awkward transition. Boy... I've noticed that there were all these hardwood trees at these lower elevations, and all of a sudden, I'm noticing evergreens. I don't actually see any evergreens yet. Okay, but the, the, for, the for people our listener, listening, they don't for, know that. For our listeners or our listener at home, uh, we're still in a hardwood deciduous forest. However, I bet All probably, my credibility is just ruined. Well, you know, we're still ironing out the wrinkles of this whole podcast thing. Um, we're seeing if we can make a go at it. You know, we might just be turkeys. You know, turkeys can't fly. We might be able, not be able to fly in a podcast either. Uh, but yeah, the, it is. I it is interesting because depending on where you are latitudinally, right? Like where you are on the Earth's surface, r- relative to the equator, relative to the North Pole, evergreens will appear at a different elevation altitudinally Uh and so I wonder where evergreens appear in West Virginia because like in in that Adirondacks evergreens will appear literally like you know 1800 feet above sea level Um, but also the soils are so acidic that might also affect it as well right Um, but like here yesterday in the hike I think we started to see evergreens at around 
I think 2,200, 2,300 feet above sea level, which my ears just pop, so we might be above that. The soil has to do something with it too, I'm sure. Yeah, soil, man. You got your acidity, you got your your alkalinity, you got your... Which, alkalinity is just the opposite of acidity. Yeah, it's the same scale. Yeah, pH yeah. scale. I think, I think I learned something today about podcasting, Chris. What's that? We're probably not the best podcasters early in the morning. No, I'm my, I'm kind of dragging a little bit here. We're a little bit slow on the uptake. A little bit slow on the uptake. I, I, I wouldn't come up with a great improvisation. Like, today's episode is brought to you by Tap Water. Tap Water, it's pretty much free. That was a great improvisation. But nothing like that today. Today's episode is brought to you by John Denver. May he rest in peace. Now, you're not gonna you're not going to criticize me today about canonizing John Denver in the same way that I canonized Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, right? He's friends with the Muppets, so he's good with me. I bet Queen you think Queen Elizabeth II was on a Muppet show, probably not. Oh fuck no. Hey, no. watch your language, okay? When I submit the podcast I say this is a, a non vulgar Oh. Yeah. Oh heck no. Heck no, that B word would not be friends with the Muppets. No F wording way. Okay, yes. Really good really getting around those uh, those sensors right now, those profanity sensors. You, you you really think she'd be friends with the stuffed pig? Miss Piggy? I mean Queen Elizabeth and Miss Piggy actually have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, they're egocentric destructive forces um so yeah I still haven't seen any evergreens so evergreens must be a function of not just altitude but also soil uh huh and yesterday at the top of Seneca Rocks the soil much is, must have been thinner oh, I was uh, just about to address that yeah, yeah. The, the thinness of the soil yeah does that make it more likely to support evergreens over deciduous I, don't, I, don't I think know. so I think deciduous trees need to send it in much deeper roots whereas uh, evergreens the roots are pretty much right at surface level we just got a warning that the roads may be icy okay so and this must be the first park off so this is the out and back okay which we are not doing which we're not, not doing the out and back we were doing a, a round trip here after much study of the map last night we determined that the out and back would be 11 miles and the loop would be 13 miles of which four was a road walk which um, if it's like this that's not very safe but we'll see yeah we'll be fine there's there's spots to hop into the ditch right yeah country road we might be able to hitch too I don't know. We're going to be pretty ripe at the end of 13 miles. Although it's not warm. It's pretty cool. It won't be that ripe. Yeah, it's 37 degrees. It might be, there might be ice on top of the mountain this morning in West Virginia. I'd expect ice on top of the mountains in uh, October in New York. I think I was expecting it to be warm in West Virginia for whatever reason. Because I was thinking it's a southern state. Southern state. So, uh, the, the economy of West Virginia, man, what's going on there? Coal. You got coal. Well, you got some this, tourism. This is my, like, can West Virginia build on the tourism more? 
And actually, today's today's episode is not brought to you by tap water. Today's episode is brought to you by the state of West Virginia. Uh, Almost heaven is their tourist slogan, and quite quite frankly, it's been not bad. Um, you know, West Virginia. It doesn't seem like the gas station had the type of jerky we were looking for. I like the nitrate-free, you know, unprocessed jerky. Um, so if it's not quite almost heaven, what is it, purgatory? One <laughs> of Dante's seven circles of hell. Like we don't know what, which one yet. It's almost heaven, though, folks. Almost heaven. Actually, it's actually lovely. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, tourism though is it gonna is there a way that they can make it year-round tourism they're not orlando well i think they've been trying to push the snow sports this is this is irony of irony they've been trying to push the snow sports uh there's a place like an hour southwest of here called snowshoe that i believe is uh the east coast southernmost ski resort and then i know there's two or three ski resorts up by the maryland border which we'll drive by tomorrow when we go by dolly sods but um, I don't think they're getting a lot of snow in the winter anymore. Right. So yeah. I think they're having trouble with the snow tourism, which is kind of ironic because, you know, they are still like super pro coal extraction. So they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. <laughs> yeah, because probably they're... I think what West Virginia's only hope is a tourism-based economy for... You know, the large metropolitan areas that kind of ring Appalachia, D.C., Charlotte, uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, far off, yeah. Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cincinnati. And, like, these are the biggest mountains, probably in a, you know, close to a 600-mile radius. And I think tourism is probably going to be the way to go because all these office workers, all these people who sit in front of laptops all week, they don't want to sit in front of a laptop on the weekend. They want to they wanna go and explore. And uh, West Virginia, you can explore a lot here in West Virginia. Almost heaven. But like, I don't know, I, I I don't know what else West Virginia can really do from an economic development perspective. I know everybody from Toronto and Buffalo and Cleveland drive through West Virginia and sometimes get a hotel room on their way to Florida or South Carolina. But that is not like a viable, you know, transportation strategy. I mean, not, not West Virginia, we're, we're part way between things. Yeah, it's not uh, a very catchy tagline. And they have made investments, right? New River, New River Gorge, uh, is the country's newest national park. I think Trump put that in, right? Uh, I don't. It, it happened. It happened, happened during his administration. I don't know when the legislation was passed or you know what the that process was. Yeah, I know under Obama, Obama turned Pinnacles uh, National Monument in California to a national park. And right. then, well, so the president doesn't have the ability to make a national park. Congress does. The president has the ability to make a national monument. Yes. Yeah. And Obama did cut Katahdin Woods and Waters in Maine, which is very controversial. Because he basically just took a whole bunch of federal government land and said, I'm going to make it a national monument. Even though there's really nothing monumental about it, except in some areas you can see Katahdin, Baxter, from, you know... 15 miles away. Uh, but they're trying to drive more tourism to Maine. West Virginia and Maine actually have some similarities and differences. Um, but they're trying to drive more tourism to Maine. You know what huge difference uh, they have? Atlantic Ocean. And Atlantic Ocean. Also a little bit of waspy New England culture. Yeah. Which, like, 
you got to give some credit to Waspy New England culture because I think they they brought over from England this idea of like you know enjoying the outdoors, right? Um, in England, you go on walks. There's you know the Lake District, the Peak District. Uh, there there is this tradition of walking outside. Shout out to wasps. Shout out to wasps. Uh, oh, that's really pretty. Um, oh, that is gorgeous. Whereas, like in the South, I don't think there is that same tradition of like uh, adventuring or being outdoorsmen. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Expeditions. I, that's not the right word. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I I have a tough time putting my finger on it as well. Um, and, you know, I mean, the difference is, is a lot of the, the South is hot, humid, you don't necessarily want to That's a good point. do much outside. That's a good point. Um, so for six months out of the year in the South, you just want to sit, drink your mint julep. I, I learned something yesterday. Uh, architecturally, we were looking at the homestead that is uh, old old homestead on uh, Monongahela National Forest. And uh, they mentioned that you could tell that this... Uh, this house had a lot of different architectural styles mushed together. One thing that was notable about it was the chimney is on the outside of the building, which identifies it as being a, a southern style building because you want that you want to be able to cook all year round, but you don't want the heat. You don't want that heat. You want that uh, sort of radiating off the building. Whereas in the north, the chimney would be enclosed in the house because you want to you want to save that heat. But. So in the winter you would be less that warm. Uh, or, that is gosh darn beautiful. Gosh darn beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so that chimney would not keep you as warm in the in, this, in the winter. Not in the winter, but less less winter. Have you ever seen the movie Cold Mountain? I have seen the movie Cold Featuring Mountain. Featuring Nicole too. Nicole Kidman. Who who else was in? Jude Law. Jude Law. Was Kathy Bates in that? Kathy Bates, I think, was in that. Um, it's going to be cold, Chris. It's 34 degrees out. That's almost freezing. West Virginia, almost freezing. I didn't pack my long underwear. Well, it's supposed to get into the 50s this afternoon. We'll be okay. So I, I think I think there's more opportunity for tourism in West Virginia, and they're clearly investing in it. The national park or not the national park the national forest service welcome center yesterday was very very nice very nice very popular very popular uh the businesses across the street seem to be doing very brisk business a lot of uh a lot of rock climbers we we are not rock climbing folks uh we're barely hikers on a good day um but but clearly they're they're attracting people i think the other big thing which this actually be something when we do in the future chris is uh whitewater rafting West Virginia. That's a oh, that sounds like fun. That's a big thing in West Virginia. New River Gorge, Cheat River, the Golly. The Golly's big water. The Golly's big Class Five water. We did some whitewater rafting earlier this year in we, the Hudson River. We did Class Three, Class Three Plus. Apparently, one one feature on the Hudson Gorge was uh, Class Four rafting. But yeah, I, I and think neither of us fell in. I just want to point that out to folks. Neither of us fell in. Only one person fell in. Twice. Twice. Shout out. So here's a question I have for you. 
Sure. Do you think Buffalo, or let's say the non-mountainous areas of upstate New York, can drive more economic tourism through adventure tourism, through outdoor tourism? Uh, I don't know necessarily why they'd want to, right? Like, what, what sort of adventure tourism would Buffalo have? Well, like, mountain biking. Or is that always just going to be like a regional thing, right? So there's like mountain biking in Allegheny State Park, there's mountain biking at Sprogbrook. This may not work for the podcast because we're now on a dirt road. Uh, so thank you for those of us who are along for this ride, um, uh, figuratively but not literally with this experiment. But mountain biking, it could maybe draw more people to Buffalo. Maybe... I don't know anybody who's going to travel to go to Sprague Brook. You're right. You're right. It's just a regional event. Yeah. If you live in Buffalo, yeah, and you have mountain biking, you want to go mountain biking, and you want to go far away, you'll do that. But nobody's going to be like, yes, I'm going to travel three, four, five hours to go to this county park. I think we can walk this road back. This is the last oh, part of the Oh, this is the last part of the loop. Yeah. This is definitely walkable. Barely drivable. Barely drivable and barely podcastable. <laughs> but uh, I think that actually is partially what makes it more walkable. Is anybody driving? It's going to be going relatively slowly. You know, get, given the uh, given the condition of the road, Chris, I'm wondering if we should uh, say an early early goodbye to our listeners. Yeah. All right, listeners. This has been a fun trip. Uh, we got pretty close to 40 minutes here, didn't we? Yeah, probably 35. We may have to have an episode 2.A and 2.B if I can't figure out how to stitch them together. But I'm certain everybody's along for the ride. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think our listeners are plural, ride or die. So we've been we've been tripping on roads. My name's Matt. Uh, my name's still Chris. And uh, we'll be here with you through thick and through thin. We'll tagline pending. <laughs>